Tell me more, a deep dive on all the random ideas, concepts, people, places, and things that cross our minds. We are prepared to do all the digging for you on the internet and beyond and present like old school research project style. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Julie. And we will be your fact finders for each episode. So get ready. We're going deep. Like page 12 of the Google search deep. Chelsea, tonight I want to talk to you about a royal couple. Ooh, I love it already. I feel like you know already too, because I've been sending so many since the queen died last month. Yes. I've been like sending so many clips and posts about this one particular royal uh-huh. and whether or not she's an angel because she seems like an angel. Can I tell you who I want it to be, but I don't think it's about. It's definitely not what you want it to be. (laughs) I want it to be about Prince Andrew and and Fergie, but I don't think it's about. And why they still live together. No, it is not about them. (laughs) Though I do want to know why they still live together. Likewise, because I don't get that arrangement. Okay, but I assume it's about Meghan Markle. No, you think she's an angel? No. no, I actually don't really have an opinion on Megan. I go back and forth all the time. Well, yeah, that's why I thought you were going to do a deep dive on her. (laughs) I feel like that would need to be like a 10 part series. (laughs) Like, I feel like there's so much info about Megan that it would be really tricky. I also thought, I'm going to be honest, I thought you were researching Megan and Harry. I did, that did cross my mind, but then I thought it would be really difficult to do that one because of the the press in England and how they like sensationalize everything. Like I figured it would just kind of be like a black pit, a bottomless right. pit of like, yeah, and who knows yeah, what That's why I said, I almost feel like it would need to be like a 10 part series on Meghan and Harry because it's like such a roller coaster. Yeah. And I don't know, do you follow House and Habit? You do, right? Or do you unfollow? She has pulled up stuff that like Megan and Andrew were connected way back in the day. What? She was like a yacht girl for like rich men, apparently. I don't know how accurate it is. That's what I'm saying. It would have been like a lot of research. Okay, so you're not doing Prince Andrew, you're not doing Fergie, you're not doing Meghan, you're not doing Harry. What angels exist in the royal family? Is it a child? No, it's Sophie and Edward. Wait, what's their connection again? Well, Edward is Charles's youngest brother. Youngest, okay. okay, Yeah. Oh, okay, I think we did send this. Yeah, like in our Instagram group chat, I kept sending like headlines about her. Yeah. Like, is she wonderful? Because she seems wonderful. You know who she reminded me of? Because you had sent that. And I was like, wait, who is that? And that's when you had told me like it was um, Edward and Sophie. She reminded me of Olivia Newton-John. Oh, well, I've seen That's interesting. I don't know that I ever saw that in her. I think she has like a very British face and look. She looks like every like blonde. Yeah. 
British woman, which is actually funny because I didn't even write this down, but in my research, apparently when Andrew, not Andrew, oh, I'm going to do that a million <laughs> times. I'm going to mix up Andrew and Edward because they're too similar, those names. Okay. But apparently the first time Edward brought her home to meet the queen, the queen's um, initial response was, she looks like every girl in any room. Oh my God. That's <laughs> Which nice. doesn't seem very nice <laughs> to yeah. say, but uh, as you'll find out, she actually ended up becoming the queen's absolute favorite child-in-law. Let's jump into this. Okay. I, now I need to know their history. Sophie and Edward were all over the place during the queen's funeral and like the... Mm -hmm. God, what was it, like 19 days between when she died and when they actually had the funeral? I don't think it was actually that long. Lots of headlines about them. Headlines like, I'm going to read a few of them. Sophie, Countess of Wexis, passes, Wessex, I said that weird, passes a handkerchief to Prince Edward during Queen Elizabeth's funeral. Another was Prince Edward's wife, Sophie, Countess of Wessex, comforts Prince George after Queen Elizabeth's funeral. Prince Edward and Countess Sophie attend grandchildren vigil for touching reason. Hmm. And Sophie Wessex set to take on raft of Queen's old roles. So, I mean, like all these headlines and all the posts about her, like she just looks very tuned in, approachable, kind. Mm -hmm but we don't ever see them, right? Like, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I don't remember seeing them in anything, not even like a mention during the royal weddings of them, right? Yeah. I mean, they would have been there and yeah. we'll get to their, their oldest daughter was one of the bridesmaids at Will and Kate's wedding. Okay. But yeah, I mean, you just don't ever hear anything about them. And that's why every time I was like sending stuff, I'm like, I need to like Google them and see if like, I just never heard of them or if they're just like super low key. So it got me thinking, I don't think I've ever heard anything bad about Sophie at all. And she seems like an absolute angel, but is she? That's what we're going to find out. Dun, dun, dun. All right. So what do we know about Edward and Sophie? We know that Edward is the fourth child and the third son of Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip. He was born in 1964, which actually makes him 16 years younger than Charles, mm. 14 years younger than Anne, and four years younger than Andrew. So if you watched The Crown, mm -hmm. did you? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I thought so. You know that Queen Elizabeth sort of had her older set of kids, Charles and Anne, and then a big gap in time between having them and then having Andrew and Edward. And in the show, they sort of portrayed it as like she almost wanted like a second chance at motherhood, okay. right? Uh, she was in her late 30s when she had Andrew and Edward, which in that time was like pretty old. I mean, even today, if you're in your late 30s, they call it a geriatric pregnancy. <laughs> <They're not fine. laughs> yeah. And both Edward and Andrew were born while she was king. <laughs> queen. <laughs> while she was queen. Yes. So currently, now that Queen Elizabeth has passed away, he's 13th in line to the throne. Mm -hmm. When when they changed the handling of the line of succession in 
Britain, they mm-hmm. didn't go in and update the line of succession. So Edward, well, Andrew's whole family and Edward's whole family are still ahead of Anne's whole family, even though Anne is older than because she's female. Yes. But then after they changed it, which I believe they changed it when Kate, Kate was pregnant with George. So after that, okay. it's switched. Okay. Does that makes sense. So like yeah. Louis is not ahead of Charlotte. Got it. Charlotte's ahead of Louis. All right. So he's still 13th in line to the throne. He attended great schools, as you would assume the son of the queen would. School names, I never heard of <laughs> any of them, but Heathrow School, Gordonstown, which didn't sound familiar, but they did say it's the same school that Charles and Andrew, <laughs> it was said Edward, that Charles and Andrew attended. So if you watched The Crown, you remember that Charles hated the school that he went to. Yeah, wasn't it the one that Prince Philip went to and he just like did not connect well there? Yeah, exactly. He spent his gap year teaching in New Zealand. He Hmm. wasn't like a natural student and there was some controversy over the fact that he got into Cambridge because based on his grades, he shouldn't have. So he attended, yeah. Your mom's queen, you get in anywhere. I'm pretty sure. He attended Jesus College at Cambridge and graduated from University of Cambridge in 1986 with a degree in history. He served for a brief stint in the Royal Marines, which is pretty typical. Most of the men in the royal family will do like military service. However, Mm -hmm. he signed on to serve for a full year, but he only completed a third of the year which received strong criticism in the British press. They attacked him for being wimpy, for not hacking it in the Marines. He was also like interested in pursuing the arts. So they started calling him the weepy wimp of Windsor. That's brutal. And they also started to openly speculate about his sexuality. Oh, wow. Because he couldn't have it in the service. Well, and he he loves theater. Oh, okay. He worked as a theater production assistant at the Really Useful Theater Company before assisting in television production. He later formed his own company called Ardent Productions. In 1999, Edward married Sophie Reese-Jones, In 2002, Edward stepped down from his company to begin full-time duties as a working member of the royal family, and he undertook engagements on behalf of the queen. And as a working member of the royal family, he holds patronage within over 70 charities and organizations. His charity work mainly focuses on the arts athletics, and the development of the Duke of Edinburgh Awards, which centers around fitness, well-being, and community service. That's Edward in a nutshell. So now let's go through basic facts we know about Sophie. Sophie Helen Rhys-Jones was born at Radcliffe Infirmary in Oxford, England on January 20th, 1965. She was raised in a middle-class family in Kent, She Mm -hmm. attended West Kent College, where she trained as a secretary. She began a career in public relations, working for a variety of firms, including four years at Capital Radio. She also spent time working as a ski representative in Switzerland, and she spent a year traveling and working in Australia. 
1996, she launched her public relations agency called RJH Public Relations, which she ran with a business partner for five years. That's quite a jump, like to go from like a college career in being a secretary and then like some random things. And now she's going to have her own public relations company. Well, right? she worked, she worked in public relations for five years before starting her own public relations company. Okay. All right. Well, maybe it was more than five years actually. Yeah. She finished school in 83 and she doesn't start the public relations company until 96. Okay, so it's longer than a few years. Yeah. Okay. okay, so as I mentioned, her and Edward get married in 1999, and she also became a full-time working member of the royal family in 2002. So how did these two lovebirds meet? Yeah, that was my question, my follow-up question. How did they meet? Edward and Sophie met for the first time in 1987 when he was dating her friend. <laughs> Wait, can I guess? Can I guess based on the timelines? on where they met? Sure. I would say skiing in Switzerland. No. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So actually when they met, when he was dating her friend's friend, I don't really know, but they didn't keep in touch. When they met and actually began dating was in 1993. And they actually met at a promotional shoot. So Prince Edward was promoting his summer challenge to raise money for charity. And she worked for like the PR firm that I guess was like okay. with the promotional shoot. So they began a relationship soon afterwards. Sophie, who was reportedly close to the queen from the beginning of her relationship with Edward, was allowed to use the royal apartments at Buckingham Palace prior to her engagement. And that was seen as sort of like a big deal. It was kind of pretty yeah. progressive because they weren't even engaged. Edward proposed to Sophie on holiday in the Bahamas in December of 1998, and their engagement was announced on January 6, 1999. So if you're doing the math, that's kind of a long courtship, right? 1993 yeah. to 99, basically. A lot of people, there's kind of like a lot of speculation as to why it took him so long to propose. So one of the theories is that the queen was wanting him to be super sure before okay. proposing after his three older siblings all had failed marriages. So that was going to be my question. Like at his, like, where is everyone else at this point in his relationship? Like, did he have to wait until like someone else had proposed and their relationship had kind of like taken oh, off? So not even just proposed, I believe all three were divorced from their first spouse by the early 90s. Oh, that's so like true. Right okay. around when he's starting to date Sophie, the other three's marriages are ending. So okay. uh, like you can kind of see where the queen might be like, let's be real sure. <laughs> but there's also just like a side note, there's also rumors that the same thing kind of happened with Will and Kate where he like, cause they, they dated all through college yeah. and then for like quite a few years after college before they, you know, tied the knot. And there was always a lot of thought that it was like the queen really wanted yeah. <laughs> him to be sure and it not to be similar. Also similar to Will and Kate's relationship there's rumor that after about like a year of dating, they split for a little bit, kind of 
which, you know, there's always that sort of theory that the queen influenced Will to break up with Kate kind of to see how she would handle it. Yeah. Yeah. And that she handled it really well in the press. Like she didn't start doing interviews and things like that. So sort of the same, yeah, the same situation sort of happened with Edward and Sophie. Also another reason why it might be that it took longer to propose was that she was middle-class and I was gonna say she's not from like any high-ranking family right right and she's actually the first to marry into the royal family who was not who had ever like worked <laughs> like she had a job and mm-hmm. she was from a middle-class family which as we saw like Kate is similarly she worked what did she do she majored in art history but then I think she worked at like a boutique or something and came from a middle-class family too so like Sophie was the first so I think there was sort of like the firm as they call it had to like get used to the idea that they were gonna let this sort of like modern working (laughs) middle-class woman marry into the family yeah And then I also saw somewhere that another reason why was that he was actually ready to propose to her in 1995, but that's Mm -hmm. when Diana gave that like bombshell interview. Oh God. Yeah. So then they were like, didn't. And then she died in like 97. And so almost like from 95 to 99, he, they, which also, this is probably also why she was allowed to live in Buckingham Palace. Cause they knew they were going to propose. They just had to wait until all of that died yeah. for four years. Yeah. They had a, a crazy few years. So yeah, I can't imagine them being like, oh, Diana just died, but Edward got engaged, you know? Right, like you right, can't, exactly. Not something you can drop. And like, they wouldn't get the same response because the royal family relies on the tourism and the yeah. attention that they get. Exactly, so exactly. They need to capitalize on that. Right, so their wedding took place on June 19th, 1999 at St. George's Chapel in Windsor Castle. This was very different from the three older siblings huge weddings which were large formal events held at Westminster Abbey or St. Paul's Cathedral and all three of those ended in divorce so I think that there had been like a lot of backlash about like the amount of money spent Mm -hmm. on them so this was like a much smaller event even like the dress code was less formal, like hats weren't required, mm-hmm. which is like for us. A little more modest. Yeah, it was more modest. It was like a 5 p.m. ceremony, which I don't know why that's relevant in the UK, but it is. <laughs> um, question, was it televised? I do believe it was televised and they also tried to include the public. I forget how many it was, but they gave away like 2,000 tickets or something that allowed people into the grounds at Windsor during the cast the castle during the wedding okay and they said in one of the articles I read that like while they were exchanging vows they could like hear the crowd cheering from them outside oh that's cute yeah it is kind of cute I love how giving away 2,000 tickets is like more modest than (laughs) 
know, right? Yeah. yeah. That's another thing. If you look up their wedding, it still does look like a so major crazy. event, but it's yeah. just different. Like it was smaller scale. Like the actual guest list was smaller. The yeah. dress code was less formal. They didn't have all the like military elements, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Upon their marriage, Sophie became the first woman who had ever worked to join the firm. I just thought that was the funniest fact. So do they not consider Princess Diana like working as like a school teacher as work? Well, I I don't know. You know what? I thought about that because, but I think maybe it's the length of time, right? Because Diana married Charles when she was like 19. How long yeah. did she have actually yah that's true maybe because like a year or two that she really yeah so he had like a 13 year career yeah that's true yeah so maybe yeah or maybe because she like graduated college and then worked maybe or also i mean i'd have to look into it but i really think diana might she was she wasn't a teacher she was just like a classroom aide. Yeah, that's true. And I really think that one time I looked into it and it was for like three months. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like half the school year. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like her being like followed by the cameras, like mm-hmm. going to work and stuff, but yeah. okay. Yeah. I wonder what like the separation is there. Well, oh, and maybe that's another point of it. Like I think Diana got so much attention that she couldn't continue to work. Whereas Sophie continued to work, not only while the whole time she was dating Edward, Mm -hmm. but even for three years after they got married, she was still working in corporate UK. I I know I'm so used to like corporate America. corporate Britain, whatever it's called. In their early years of marriage, Sophie and Edward desired to live as low-key modern professionals. But as we know from previous mentions, they became working members of the royal family in 2002, albeit they still kept a really low profile because they've been working members of the royal family for 20 years. Yeah, I think how often we see even like pictures of them. Yeah. Now we're in America. So That's maybe true. in the UK, in the UK papers, they come up more often, but I don't know. Or maybe people just are more aware of them because like country's history, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, they seemingly have been married happily for 22 years. Edward is the only one of the queen's four children to be married to his first spouse. Wow. And for 22 years, not bad. All right, so do you want to hear about their kids? Yes. So we're going to start off a little sad. In 2001, so this was about two years after they got married, Sophie had an ectopic pregnancy. Yeah, she was like rushed to the hospital. Obviously, it's like reported on in the media because Mm -hmm. all royal stuff is. Um, typically with an ectopic pregnancy, you lose at least one fallopian tube, sometimes the, um, ovary too, right? Yeah. 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 In November, on November 8th of 2003, Lady Louise Mountbatten Windsor was born. She was premature and she was born premature due to a sudden placental abruption. Oh gosh, she just had like two like horrible experiences. Right in a row. She was delivered via emergency C-section. 
both mother and baby experienced severe blood loss. Oh, God. Sophie was taken to the NICU and they both remained in the hospital for nearly three weeks. A couple interesting facts about this. Sophie was 38 when her first child was born. So yeah, like a bit on the older end. Yeah. And also when Sophie was in the hospital after giving birth, the queen visited her at the hospital, which is highly unusual and said to show how close they were. Well, okay. So I know we've discussed this before. The royal family, and we're talking Kate and Megan at this point, they're like, their baby's out. And then like within 24 hours, they're like full mm-hmm. hair, makeup, yeah. dressed in heels, like standing in front of the hospital, holding their baby. Yeah. Do you think that the queen came only because that wasn't the same experience and they were both there for three weeks. You know what I mean? Like under normal circumstances, it wouldn't have even happened, but you know. I think, well, yes. I think that if they weren't, if it wasn't like a horrific birth experience and she wasn't there that long, obviously the queen wouldn't have had a reason to go, but other family members have been in the hospital at times and Mm -hmm. she hasn't gone. Oh, okay. So she really does like Sophie, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So Lady Louise Mountbatten-Windsor, that's mouthful. She was born with esotropia, which is an eye condition. She underwent an operation in 2006 in an unsuccessful attempt to correct the problem. And she had further treatment in late 2013 that did correct her eyes. She's currently 18. Oh, okay. And at the age of seven, she was a bridesmaid at Will and Kate's wedding. Oh, all right. And then on December 17th, 2007, Sophie's 42 years old now. She gives birth to their second child, James Mountbatten Windsor, Viscount Severn. Another mouthful. (laughs) I've never heard them use Viscount before. Well, yeah, I'm getting so, like Bridgerton crossover vibes. Bridgerton vibes. Okay, we are definitely going to talk about that in a minute. Why they are Lady and Viscount as opposed to Prince and Princess. But before okay. that, I was going to ask you if you saw during any of the Queen's funeral events if you saw James. No, no, you didn't watch. I didn't like watch it like you did. I didn't watch a ton. I watched like other people's stories that watched it, but there were a lot of people that were saying how much James reminded them of William at Diana's funeral because he's right about the same age. He actually does look very similar to his cousin at that age, and just you know the face on him because he participated. He was the youngest cousin that participated in the grandchildren's vigil where they all stood around the casket how old is he right I now think he's 15 right now is that right if he was born in 2007 or he'll turn 15 in december of okay the- yeah and no, i did not see him yeah look into it he looks like a young william maybe uh, <laughs> fingers right. crossed that james does not have the male pattern baldness that william <laughs> does all right so my, for you, James yeah we're all 
we're all holding out hope for you. So why aren't Sophie and Edward's kids prince and princess? Because Beatrice and you, Eugenie are princesses. Mm-hmm. They're considered princesses. So Sophie and Edward on the day of their marriage were named Earl and Countess. So their children are styled as the son and daughter of an Earl, which is Viscount and Lady. Upon both of their births, Prince Edward and Sophie opted not to give their children prince and princess titles, although they can choose to receive the titles when they turn 18. According to the 1917 Letters Patent, which decrees that all children of the monarch's heirs have princely status and can use designations his or her royal highness. Okay. So the monarch was the queen, her child was Edward, and his heirs are Lady Louise and Viscount James. So they can opt to use his and her royal highness when they turn 18. Gotcha. Okay. I just looked him up and he does. Yes. I feel like he's a mix though of like Harry and William. Yeah. But I can see, I can see what they mean. So it's also said that Queen Elizabeth wanted Edward to become Duke of Edinburgh after his father passed. As of right now, that title has been merged into the crown, which means that technically Charles holds it, but he can still give it to his brother if he wants to. So that's something that like a lot of people are watching for because um, Edward sort of like took over all of the Duke of Edinburgh's patronages when he died. And he had always been working with him on his primary, like the Duke of Edinburgh games or whatever I mentioned earlier. And uh, it was always sort of understood that he would get that title, but the queen never actually passed it on to him in the year after he died. So now it's up to Charles. So we'll see. But if he does pass it on to Charles, then I believe. You mean if he passed it on to Edward? Yes. If Charles does give Edward the title of Duke of Edinburgh, then that's like a royal title. Whereas right now they're just Earl and Countess. So then that might be another reason why the kids, their titles might be elevated at that point. Okay, gotcha. Do you think Charles do it or is he gonna? I don't know. I feel like whether or not he gives the title to his brother says a lot about their relationship. (laughs) Yeah. And I just like, yeah, you think like, is he going to be like, well, no, I'm not giving it to him because I don't want to, you know, because right. he did this to me 10 years ago and now I have this power. <laughs> like, is he like, going to be a brat about it? I don't know. But I do feel like, I do feel like even if Charles doesn't give it to him, I bet when Will's king, he would. Yeah. Just seems like a nice He's guy. <laughs> I also like, this is such a morbid thought to have, but I feel like Charles is only going to be king for like two years. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, we'll see. I mean, his mom lived till how old? 90. Well, that's true, right? And his grandmother lived to 101 and his father lived to 100. Yeah. <laughs> they've, got, so like, they've got some good genes. Yeah. All right, so let's get to the dirt. Okay. Is there any? What sort of dirt did I find? What do you think? Do you think I found dirt on Sophie? On Sophie? I don't know. Like, besides the things about people thinking that Edward was gay because he liked theater because you know obviously if any man likes theater they must be gay (laughs) I think think statistically it would lean that way 
I I get that, but like, come on. I don't know. What could the, do you think, okay, so here's what I think could be a possibility. Is that, is there potentially drama between her and Camilla? Let's get into it. Okay. All right. So the truth is I did not find much dirt. <laughs> here's <Just> an angel. <laughs> First of all, it's actually really hard to find dirt on her because I was trying to search blind items on Google and on Reddit about her. But when you search her name in conjunction with the term blind item or blinds, all you get is a whole bunch of stuff about the charity she works with because <sighs> Her primary charities all have to do with eye conditions because of her daughter's yeah. eye condition. So she works with many charities that deal with preventable blindness. So when okay. you search, search, like I searched all forms of her name, like Princess Sophie, even though she's not technically a princess, Countess so Sophie, Countess of Wessex, Sophie Reese Jones. And then you put like blind item, after that, you just get stuff about her charity work. <laughs> so I only found one blind item that even mentioned her, and it's actually about Andrew. This blind item was about how Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein, and Ghislaine Maxwell were all in attendance at Princess Beatrice's lavish 18th birthday party in 2006. Oh, wow. Which, yeah. You know, he was best friends with them, which is disgusting. And that's a whole nother episode. And the fact that they were all at an 18 year old's birthday party. Disgusting. Yes. Yeah. But Sophie and Edward were also in attendance because it's their niece. Duh. Yeah. So that's it. They were just also at okay. the party. Oh my gosh. So, so no I issues with her and any of the other royals? There were a few gaffes at the very beginning of their marriage. Okay. So the first one was that their wedding gift registry was leaked to the media. Uh-oh. And it included a $99,000 tea set. Oh my gosh. And so obviously like the media tore it apart. Yeah. It it was bad press. So that was gaff number 1. Well, I mean, they are British, so they probably use it like every day. <laughs> Right. Not like my China that I've used twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Next one. Early in their marriage, she was paid 250,000 pounds to pose beside a Rover 75, which I find I found out is an expensive car. I did not know that <laughs> at a motor show. And so a lot of people were like accusing her sort of, of like selling herself for yeah. money and like it just, it didn't look good to a lot of people that she would do that. Okay. Now this is definitely the worst. In okay. 2001, Sophie was approached by a Middle Eastern sheik, not her independently, but her PR firm, because she still okay. had her PR firm in 2001, okay. was approached to represent this Middle Eastern sheik in the UK in his business dealings. It turns out this was a fake Middle Eastern sheik. He was actually a reporter for the News of the World, okay. pretending to be a Middle Eastern sheik, and he taped all of their conversations. Okay. And in those conversations, she talked shit on everyone. Uh-oh. 
So she talked shit on Sherry Blair, who at the time was the prime minister, Tony Blair's wife. Yeah. And she called her horrid. I mean, was she? (laughs) She might've been. She also (laughs) talked shit on Charles and Camilla, who she referred to as number one on the top 10 unpopular people list. I mean, Sophie's funny, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know that anything she said was wrong. It was a big deal when the tapes were released. And, you know, News of the World is one of the, like, trashier tabloids. So then that same year, also in 2001, Edward got in some trouble. He came under fire for breaking palace privacy rules when his production company, Ardent, was caught filming Prince William at university. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I don't know why he was filming him. I don't know what he was planning to do with it. Yeah. So, yeah, the general feeling from the public at the beginning of their marriage, so basically from like 1999 to 2001, was that they were just trying to sort of like make a profit off of their royal status. Okay, got it. So it's interesting then, do you remember what year it is? I told you they both quit their day jobs and became fully active working royals was it 2002 yes (laughs) so that's another thing is sort of like everyone assumes that the queen was like you two are embarrassing me you are no longer allowed to run a PR company and a production company yeah I tried to let you do this on your own but you can't be trusted get in line I said that they have a seemingly happy 22 year marriage Mm -hmm. I obviously was trying to find any dirt on Edward because, you know, I mean, like Charles, we all know, cheated a lot. Yeah. And Andrew, I I mean, I'm just assuming he's disgusting. Uh, Yeah. And then, you know, there's always rumors about William, a.k.a. Prince of Pegging, hashtag Prince of Pegging. So I was like, he has to cheat on her. Let's see if Andrew cheats. So I like Googled Edward. Edward. Let's see. Yeah, Edward I say Andrew again. Yeah. Why are these names so similar? <laughs> Edward. I Googled and I only found one article and it's not even very clear if he cheated or not because it's it happened in the early 90s. And so early 90s, okay. they didn't even meet until 93. And then they were off for a little bit after like a year together. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay were they just not exclusive for like a year or so? So, okay, here's the story. So back in 2020, Ruthie Henshaw was appearing on the UK version of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. You might be like, is Ruthie Henshaw a celebrity? (laughs) I was also wondering that. So (laughs) yeah, I have no idea who she is. It turns out she's an English actress, singer, and dancer known for her work in musical theater. We know Edward loves musical theater. (laughs) So she and Edward reportedly dated for a few years in the early 90s. In one episode of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, she bragged on air about shagging Prince Edward in Buckingham Palace. So she told a fellow contestant, oh, Buckingham Palace, you sang in the gardens, I shagged in the bedrooms. He he dated her. It was public knowledge that they did date. It's just whether or not there's any overlap with Sophie or not. But other than that, I couldn't even find rumors of him cheating. Because, you know, if you Google like Prince William cheating rumors, 
there's like a gazillion. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So that is all the dirt I could find. So here's my conclusion. I found a report from 2017 that Prince Philip has said that Edward and Sophie are his favorites because they're dutiful and uncomplaining. She Mm -hmm. is so low key and dutiful and dedicated to her causes that in 2019 alone, according to the Sunday Times, Sophie attended 236 official engagements. Wow. Yeah. Which is more than Prince William. Yet, like, how many pictures did you see of these engagements that Sophie did? Yeah, that is kind of weird. Like, she's done so much, but you hear so little. Right, right. Because she's just, like, low-key and does it and, like, literally shows up every day like it's a job. Yeah. You know? A royal aide also told the Daily Mail in 2016 that Sophie is is trusted and relied on by the Queen in a way I couldn't say applied to the Duchess of Cambridge or the Duchess of Cornwall. So that's Kate and Camilla. Okay. And I didn't write this down, but in my research, I found out that when Princess Margaret died and then within the same year, the queen mum died, Sophie mm-hmm. started going on daily walks with the queen. They would walk mm-hmm. their dogs together. And then I think it was like two or three years after that, Sophie's mom died. So mm-hmm. in the in the span of just like a few years, the queen lost her sister and her mother, and then Sophie lost her mother. And mm-hmm. so they spent time together like every single day. Mm-hmm. So another royal source said the queen and the countess had a fantastically warm and joyful relationship. Her majesty admired Sophie's quiet sense of duty, her strong work ethic, and the way she balances her public and family lives. It looks like Sophie might really be an angel, and she might just be the most underrated member of the royal family. It sounds like it. Wow. Well, that was like truly a deep dive that I knew nothing about the people that you were researching. I feel like most Americans know absolutely nothing about them because they're so low key. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know about Andrew and, and you know, you don't even know too much about Anne, but like, I feel like Charles and Andrew, you know, because they're the most controversial ones. Yeah. They're in the limelight, you know? But I feel like what is, okay, so the air, the spare, what is the third one called for fun? <laughs> I think I'm most impressed by how much charity work she does without really much recognition. Yeah. yeah, like knowing that you're a low man on the totem pole and you're still like going in and doing all those events and the hours like day in and day out. That's a lot. Yeah. And then- it also said that like when Harry and Meghan left, they picked up even more stuff. And mm-hmm. now that the Queen's passed, Sophie's already taken on some of her previous charities, like already mm-hmm. just in like the few weeks since she yeah. passed. So, I mean, I think they're going to be in the media a lot more in the coming okay. years interesting especially with Andrew out you know yeah I think my favorite part that you uncovered was the wedding registry piece <laughs> yeah. and the $99,000 tea set <laughs> I should I look more see, into that I need to yeah I need to see what this tea set looks like I'm and gonna like how see if I can find the full registry 
yeah. if I can, I'll post a link. Somewhere. Okay. Cause like, is it like an eight person serving? Is it 12? Is it a hundred? Like, Does that make a big it, difference? Well, if it serves, if it's like service for a hundred people, then oh, okay, that is. like it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like I need to rationalize this hundred thousand dollar tea set. Do they need tea service for a hundred people? Well, think about that. If they're having like an event at their home, Right. Well, that's not then like a personal tea service, yeah. right? Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to, trying to make it make sense. Yeah. Make it, it make it, sense. Is it like a gold plate? <laughs> I'm sure it is like actually like gold plate. <laughs> it's gotta be right. Yeah. It probably has gold detail. Yeah, yeah, but if they if there's a ninety nine thousand dollar tea service on it, like I would love to see what their comforter was. Like, oh my god they're not getting like pottery barn down not not pottery barn chelsea mine is like bed bath and beyond <laughs> pottery barn sounds luxurious <laughs> yeah like i wouldn't even know the brands that they would use i don't no. know wouldn't it they... be so funny if it was like tommy hilfiger <laughs> <laughs> i really love his down comforters <laughs> oh man what was your favorite part of doing this or what did your favorite thing that you found? I I really liked that Andrew. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Edward. I really liked that Edward's ex-girlfriend was on um, Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. Yeah, that's bizarre. I think that's my favorite thing that I found out. Well, that's it for this episode. Do you have something you want us to do a deep dive on? Send us an email with a topic to thebasicmomsmedia at gmail.com. And be sure to come hang out with us on Facebook and Instagram at the.basic.moms. If you want to dive deeper into any of the topics we present here on Tell Me More, join our Facebook group, Mom Chat by The Basic Moms. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast and subscribe so you know when each episode is released.